Can it be? Is it time for another episode of Tales of the Extraordinary? It's chaos in the Caribbean as Captain Barry Pike's duel with a sky pirate ended in tragedy when both plummeted to the ground, while Little Dicky and the courageous koala co-pilot Barney made a crash landing into the jungles of northern Cuba. Now, in the dark tropical night, a small campfire is born at the hands of a disheveled man in torn clothing. There we go. Never let it be said that old Barry Pike let Mother Nature best him. First gravity, now fire. What else you got, Sheila? Damn! What the hell is that? It's not rain. It's something in the jungle. Boar! Back, you crazy pig! Ah! Tough little Betty, aren't you? Where's a good knife when you need it? Who the hell? Die! Die! You! What? You? The bastard from Brazil. Sky pirate! Easy, British man. I have saved your life. You owe me a life debt now. Oh, is that so? First off, if you call me a Brit again, I'll rip your face off. I'm Australian, mate. I have a knife, and still you threaten me. Something we call the old Aussie charm. Second, you may have saved my life. That's true. Put it there. What? I'm offering you a handshake, mate. Fine. Then I shall take it. But I don't trust you. Understandable. Especially since I have this burning log in my other hand. You what? <laughs> Hope you don't mind me borrowing your blade, eh, mate? Fully compensated for her services, Mike Sullivan races across town to the office of his friendly neighborhood bookie. But will he be too late to save Gatsby? Hello? Fast Freddy? I got your money. Now where's my monkey? Hey. Gatsby! And the unknown! What are you doing here? Rescuing each other. Huh? I'm rescuing Gatsby from your no-good bookmaker. And he's rescuing me from boredom and loneliness. It's been a little quiet lately. Uh-huh. Have you two been drinking? A little. Or... A lot. How did you know Gatsby was here? This city cries for vengeance, and monkeys cry loudest of all. Also, I went by your apartment and saw the note stuck to your fridge. But the real question, Mike, is why you left your friend here to rot. I had to get Freddy's money. Unfortunately, that involved doing a favor for Moon. Where is Freddy, anyway? He's in... The bathroom. He'll be right out. So... You came down here to rescue Gatsby, but instead, all three of you got drunk. Don't be ridiculous. I was drunk when I came here. By the way, I owe you a bottle of vodka from the fridge. (sighs) Come on, Gatsby. It's time to go home. Same goes for you, Mr. Unknown. The streets are my home. Really? No, but they will be if I miss the last bus. Can I borrow a couple of bucks? Um, Yeah, sure. You know, Mike, you're right. It is good to have friends. Back now to the island of Cuba, 
where Little Dicky and his fellow crash survivor, Barney, are recuperating at the lavish mansion of a local sugar plantation. We cannot thank you enough, Signor Argyes. If your worker had not found us, we may have been out there still, wandering through the jungles. It is uh, no bother, amigos. I am terribly sorry about having crashed into your land there. The fires were thankfully put out before they reached the sugar crops. Uh, I now have a great story for my next fiesta, see? Indeed. Hmm. Mm. I say, this dish is just superb. Your, your little bear agrees. So he does. What do you call it again? Fufu de Pladno. A favorite of the Holguin area. I discovered it on my first trip to the island from my native Espana. I shall have to steal this recipe post-haste, Signor Argyes. Please, Mr. Broughton. It's Castro y Argyes. But you may call me Angel. Thank you, Angel. As for the recipe, uh, you'll have to ask Lina for that. Is that your wife? Oh, oh goodness, no. She is... Ah, uh, here she comes now. Perhaps now is not the best time to ask her. Dear me, is she all right? Physically, yes. I'm afraid it's her son, little Fidel. No doubt my wife, Maria, has taken him again. Excuse me? Maria takes him out into the woods and leaves him there to die. Whatever for? Ah, you see, Mr. Broughton, young Fidel. Well... He is my son, too. I don't... Oh, I see. Yes. She will not even let him be baptized. I'm working on her, though. You seem disturbingly calm about your son being lost in the jungle alone. Ah, young Fidel is a... He is a fighter. He always manages to find his way home eventually. All right. How old is the lad, anyway? Hmm? Oh, he... It can't be more than four, uh, how you say, uh, months, yes? Four months. <laughs> Lena, please, we have guests. Perhaps we should be moving on then, hey, Barney? Ah, yes. Juan will take you to Havana, but please, Mr. Broaden, why the rush? I really must get this package of mine to an expert for further investigation. We have wasted an immense amount of time already in South America. I see. Well, if I may ask, amigo, an expert in what? Voodoo, my good sir. <laughs> Lena, please, Angelita, take her to her room. Oh, my. The locals are very superstitious people, amigo. It is probably best that you do not say that word too loudly. Apparently not. Ah, but you are going to Havana. See, see, I, I think I can help you. How do you mean? There is a man in Havana who runs a nightclub. He claims to have great knowledge of the word we do not speak. This man might just be the expert you seek. Splendid. How do I find this chap? Why, Mr. Broughton, his show is the most popular in the city. I'm sure you can ask any taxi driver in town to take you to Mr. Mojito's Voodoo Review. Good morning. You? You have tied me with rope? Aye, hog-tied, pardon the pun. Use that handy knife of yours to cut up me parachute line. Why did you not kill me? 
Like you said, mate, life dead and all that. Couldn't let you cock it after that, could I? But I wasn't going to let you walk around free as you like. I figure we're even now. Give you a fair go. Please. I am hungry. Oh, of course. Where are my manners, eh? Here's some boar. Sorry, but it's raw. Couldn't get the fire restarted. You are pathetic. What? Hey! If I had not come along, you would have died here. Like a child. I'm an Aussie, mate. We grew up in the outback with crocs the size of Fords. This is cake compared to a walkabout. I don't understand anything you say. Australia. The country. I know it. I'm from Sydney. Real rough and tumble wilderness. I thought it was a city. Yeah, well, it's a lot like the outback. You are a British lapdog, no? What? Listen here, Jackie. We've been around country for 25 years. But still, you do their bidding when they call. Anzac, yes? Like a bitch. Excuse me? Female dog, yes? Ah, uh, yeah. What's your beef with the limeys anyway? Aren't you Brazilian? Only my mother. My father was a great Somalian warrior who fought the British devils. Somal what? Somalia, near Ethiopia. Is that a country? Are you joking me? Near the Middle East. Is it near Turkey? Turkey, I suppose. Gallipoli! You are not well. Why, you lamb-brained... Who ever heard of a Somali pirate, anyway? It is a long family tradition, you ignorant fool. I'll keep it up, you pesky bastard, and I'll forget our little truce. Huh? You need me, dog. Oh, how you figure? I can start your fire for you before the winter night comes again. I can build a shelter to protect us from the rain and keep you alive. How do I know I can trust you? Because, unlike you, British bitch, I am a man of my word. I promise on my father's soul that if you release me, I will help you out of the jungle alive. Hmm. I guess I could give you a fair crack of the whip, I. Besides, I have the knife. Remember that. I cannot forget with you reminding me all the time. Yeah, yeah. Hold still while I cut you loose, Jackie. My name is Hassan. All right then, Hassan. How are you planning to start this fire up again, eh? Easy. I will use my lighter. Why, you cheeky... Uh, you know, I think we're going to get on good, sport. Meanwhile, back home in Los Angeles, film producer Merkel Katz goes about his day, completely unaware that Detective Sullivan follows him at a discreet distance, all the while conscious of Randolph Moon's warning at the deli. I don't know what Moon was talking about. I've been tailing this guy for almost two days, and he's straight as they come. Work at the studio, lunch at Musso's, then prayer at his synagogue, then home to the wife and kids. Maybe it's not Katz. Maybe Moon's just a horrible actor. Uh, of course he's a horrible actor. You know this city, Mike. Everybody's got something to hide. What's this? Katz is making a stop at Brevington's department store. Let's see what's on his shopping list. Hmm. Katz in the ladies' undergarment department. I've seen his wife, and she's no size two. That lace slip is for someone else. Let's see if I can get closer without being spotted. 
Is this all for you today, sir? Yes, yes. Shall I put this on your account, Mr. Jones? Jones, huh? Interesting. Yes, yes, the regular account, and send it special delivery. She's a very lucky lady, Mr. Jones. She should act like it. Yes, sir, thank you. See you soon. Hmm, let's see if I can find out where he sent his package. I just need a box and a label. Should be some behind this counter. Perfect! And two silk garters from the display table. And... Excuse me, I have a question. And Brevington's has the answer. We're the finest haberdasher in the city, sir. Well, maybe so. But I don't think these garters are right for me. Oh, my, sir. This package was dropped off at my doorstep by mistake. It's a Brevington's box, right? Yes, sir. But the name and address on the label got smudged, see? And all I can make out is the sender, Mr. Jones. Jones is a very common name. Wait, did, did you say garters? Oh, yes. I know where that's supposed to go. The Bellevue Apartments on Sycamore. Well, that's my address. What unit, though? I'm apartment three. No, no, no. This is for apartment 12. If you'll allow me, I'll resend the package. There's no need. I'm headed over there right now. Hold on. I got you. Do not let me go, Doug, or I shall haunt you for eternity. Ah, stop your ear bashing. I'm not going to let you fall off this cliff, I swear. For all I know, you knew the path would give way beneath my feet. That is why you asked me to go first. Oh, really? Then why the hell am I keeping you from falling to your death, you bloody wombat? Pull! I am pulling. Ready? And... Hey! (sighs) (sighs) Ah, thank you, lapdog. I told you, my name is Barry, mate. Thank you, Barry, mate. Oh, cute. Now, come on. We have to find a way out of these mountains. Clearly, that route was a wash. Literally. We shall have to brave the woods again. And the boars. We're so unlucky. If it were raining virgins, we'd be struck in the head by a poof. Your attitude is not going to bring us success. We must work together, or we both die. Oh, uh, that's hopeless, mate. No one can survive out here. It's hell. What? I said it's hell, you bloody gala. No. What was that sound? What sound? Oh, that sound. Like a... No. It couldn't be. Over here. Under this bush. A babe. How is this possible? I'm speechless. He seems smarter than us, though. He's managed to find the one dry spot in this whole bloody hell. Oh, it is a sign. If this child could survive here, then we may also. We'll have to take the bugger and keep him safe until we can get to civilization, I gather. Perhaps we shall have to stop trying to kill each other, yes. Aye, it's a deal. For little Barney's sake here. What? In memory of me fallen mate. Poor Barney. Whatever you want. Come, let us conquer this jungle anew. And so ends episode two of Mr. Mojito's Voodoo Review. As two former enemies make a truce over a lost babe, Officer Sullivan gains a lead in his investigation on producer Merkel Katz. And Little Dicky heads straight to Havana, where he is sure to encounter the mysterious Mr. Mojito himself in the next episode of Tales of the Extraordinary. Extraordinary!